Blog Talk Radio. Coronavirus is going around affecting everybody. It is really 
changing things really big time. I'm going to say thanks for tuning into the show. I've been trying to say that forever, but uh, my mouth is twisted. <laughs> my teeth are twisted. And I want everybody to stay safe and take this coronavirus seriously. I think Trump is finally taking this thing seriously. You have to take this thing seriously. It is for real. I was out today, my son and I, <clears throat> and it's like a ghost town. It is really like a ghost town, folks. Nobody's out. Everybody who's at work, they're working with a skeleton crew, and it's just awful. I've talked to some people outside at their jobs, and they're saying they never seen anything like it either, you know. And I knew I had to do the show tonight, so I said, let me go out here and talk to some people and try to get a feel for what they're thinking on this coronavirus. But you do have a lot of people out here who are trying to act as if the virus doesn't uh, is going to affect them. They don't want to talk about it. They want to dodge it. But you can't dodge something that's looking you straight in the face, straight in the face. And this thing is very, very serious. Uh, and I'm going to say again, stay safe, take the coronavirus serious. Take it seriously because it's real. It's real. I was telling someone on Facebook and Screenwriter uh, that I was going to probably do a play, a screenplay about it. A lot of them were joking, and but I am. But it might be years down the way because I'm working on a lot of stuff now. That's taking up a lot of my time. And, uh, but anyway, it's not about me. It's not about what I'm doing. It's not about any of that. It's about what's going on in the world today. And this coronavirus thing, I, I have appreciation for people in the medical field because I know they are going through some trauma right now with themselves trying to, you know, wearing masks and gloves and racing around the hospital or a clinic, uh, trying to, uh, keep a lid on this stuff or, or trying to contain it. And uh, for, for months now and for even weeks, we've been hearing the White House say that this thing is contained. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. This thing is not contained. It's out of the box. And now they want to send everybody money. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Junior Show. Glad to be back on the air. We've been a little late, folks, but if the show is cracking up, if the show is, uh, <clears throat> it may be the computer, it could be something else, because we do have glitches every now and then on the show, but uh, glad to be back. We're going to take a slight break right now. We're going to do a musical break. Love doing musical breaks. Uh, okay, we're going to do a musical break. What is this? That's another Al Green, okay? That's the, the uh, yeah, Al Green. We'll be right back, folks. We're going to talk more about this coronavirus.
right, breaking news. Federal slashes rates to zero. The Federal Reserve made an emergency announcement Sunday cutting interest rates zero for the first time since the financial crisis. And this is a crisis, folks. It's a big crisis. It's a serious crisis. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people who were not paying attention or trying to dodge or divert or not to see, they're now seeing. Okay. Uh, Coronavirus, uh, 19 virus or whatever they're calling it, uh, soared to 7,500 cases in the United States. This is serious. As I was saying, I was out, uh, we were out uh, a few hours ago, and it's like a ghost town. I mean, it's it's almost scary the way it is out there. It is, yeah, it, it is like a ghost town. It feels like a ghost town. It's cold, it's rainy, and it's cloudy and in Chicago, cold, rainy, and cloudy. It just looks plain old miserable out there. And the thing is, nobody's out there. Nobody's on the trains. Nobody's on the buses. Not too many people. Nobody's driving. Driving has slowed down to a crawl. I mean, if you was going to get Lakeshore Drive over to Dan Ryan uh, and, uh, a few hours ago, and even now, it's smooth sailing. There's no bumper-to-bumper traffic. There's nothing. It's just because it's so... It, it's quiet. It's like very serene. And it's scary. I was downtown, the loop. And I've never seen it like that in my entire life. And I'm old. I've never seen it like that. It was just, it, it felt like almost Christmas. There was nobody down there, Christmas at midnight or something. And this was like in the afternoon. It, it's like a ghost town. A lot of the Banks are closed. City Hall is closed. The state of Illinois building, it's closed. My bank is closed. And it it, it was just because I, because I actually gone to the bank. And I was shocked to find it was closed. I should, probably should have checked online first. But, hey, wow, this is a business day. Things are supposed to be opening. Things are supposed to be happening. But the stock market has, I feel for a lot of people who are, wrapped up in these 401ks and and a lot of savings and a lot of stocks, you've just lost a ton of money. I mean, you've been losing a ton of money. And, and, and Americans aren't sure who to trust on the coronavirus, especially after Trump spent over a month denying it, calling it a hoax. A lot of people are listening to Joe Biden more so than Trump, because Trump is constantly fueling an infusion of lies into what he's saying, or a a confusion of uh, said he didn't say it when he said it. You know, he's saying now that he never said it was a hoax, he never said anything, but it's on tape. Everything Trump said he didn't say (laughs) is right there on tape. But now we are in a crisis. We are in a crisis of survival, I think. I mean, you walk in some of these stores in the United States, a lot of things are, are the stores are, the shelves, excuse me, the shelves are bare. I mean, they are fucking bare. And people are still coming in looking for stuff. I, I went into the store today and I saw a guy with 
with his hands full of uh, sanitizing spray and cleaner and stuff like that. People were just wiping that stuff off. And they're not ashamed to come in there and wipe that stuff off the shelves like that. Never seen anything about anything like it. This coronavirus is very, very serious. And I, you know, I'm going to take it serious. I, I would say for others to take it serious. And I will say, again, it's being reported. And I can surmise some of the same things that in the medical field, a lot of the health workers are just overwhelmed. You're a nurse, a doctor, or, you know, dentist, uh, especially uh, working in a hospital setting or something, or, e- or even in your own practice. This has got to be one of the worst days. Well, not one of the worst days, but, you know, the worst day, maybe. Or one of the worst days, depends on how you look at it and what's happening in your neck of the world. I mean, I want to talk about something else on the show, but this virus, the way things are happening, it feels like the twilight zone outside, and a lot of people are staying home. Not because they want to stay home. They're being made to stay home. And so many people are losing their jobs. They're losing their jobs over this. People are unemployed. This is why the government, they're sending out checks of $1,000. That that's not enough. <laughs> Somebody lose their job, $1,000 ain't going to get you nowhere. A few groceries maybe, but that's it. But they're now saying that they're going to be sending out two checks. If I know Trump, Trump is sending out checks for one reason and one reason only, if he does send them out. He's sending them out, he's sending them out for you to buy. He's trying, actually, let me put it this way. He's trying to buy votes. That's what he's doing. He's now saying that Americans should thank him how he has operated um, uh, during the coronavirus. Yeah, he's saying that we should thank him. Give me a break. This guy is just this. I mean, there's so many people calling him dumb and stupid. It, it, it's not even necessary for me to call him dumb and stupid because so many others are, are doing the same thing. Are doing the same thing. You're listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're trying to get it together here. We know there are some difficulties, some problems, but we're going to work through them. Um, but this coronavirus, I mean, this is something. I mean, you've got people wearing gas, uh, a gas mask, face mask, gloves, you know, <laughs> getting away as far as they can from other people. Um, it's just, it's just awful. And you've got store shelves that are totally, totally empty. Uh, and some of the uh, uh, producers, food producers are raising the prices like crazy. You know, something that was like one ninety nine when you walk into the store is like ten ninety nine. People are people are hoarding food. They're hoarding it. They're hoarding all kinds of chemicals and supplies as if the world was <laughs> coming to an end. People are, some people, I admit, are unnecessarily panicked. Unnecessarily so. No matter how many cases of this coronavirus is in the United States or in your neck of the woods, in your city, in your state, 
it's still very, very low. It's, it's still very low. But the thing is, people are panicking. And we do not have real, real leadership in Washington. They're just playing it by numbers in Washington. Trump doesn't want to be involved in this. He doesn't really give a fuck about this. But people around her, excuse me, people around him are telling Trump he better start uh, taking this seriously. And he is. He's changed a lot of his tone, but he hasn't stopped lying. Uh, he's changed. A lot. He's gotten a little bit more mellow, but we all know Trump. He can be, he can change his tone in one minute. And another minute, he's back to being lying, lying Trump. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Let me stuff this popping up here on my screen, folks. I got to try to click it off. You know, I don't want it. <laughs> it. It pisses me off when I'm trying to do something on the computer, and all of these dialogue boxes pop up. And stuff be popping up. Buy this, buy that, try this. Your, <laughs> your low um. Um, you're low on RAM or something. Is it RAM or you're low on memory? You're low on something. Uh, a lot of times when you buy these computers, a lot of times when you buy the computers, you are not going to get a good computer. You're going to buy the computer. It's not going to have a CD-ROM drive. If you want a CD-ROM drive, you got to buy that separately. Buy a computer, you're going to get low memory. If you want high memory, you got to buy that. And, and kind of connect on it together. But uh, as I've said before, it's not about it's not about the computer. I'm stuttering. I know it's not about the computer. It's not about anything. It's about this fucking virus. Excuse my language because we're going to be doing it. Um, in the long run, I mean, well, not in the long run. In the future, in the near future, we're going to be having guests on the show, uh, like we did, you know weeks ago, a year ago or so, we had plenty of great guests come on the show. We're going to try and have some people on the show who knows what they're talking about with this coronavirus. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other radio shows, podcasts out there that's talking about this. If you're not talking about this, you're delusional. You, you, you're, you're trying to, uh, especially if you know someone has been affected, affected by it. My son's college is closed. You know, and the grammar schools are closed. City Hall, State of Illinois building, a lot of the big box stores like Target and Walmart, they're closed. Or either they're working on a limited capacity. They want everybody to stay home, everybody to stay home so that this doesn't spread. Only the essential people are working during this coronavirus thing, during, during this pandemic. They're calling it a pandemic. Um, and it, I would agree with them. If you take a look out your window, it probably would fit to be, for this to be called a pandemic. It is really, 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 really bad. And uh, I would suggest to anybody, stay home, stay home, stay home. A lot of, a lot of us don't want to stay home because we have to get out and make money, pay the bills. Uh, but you have to do what uh, your employer tells you to do. You have to do what the government tells you to do if you feel that it's rational for you to do. 
because a lot of us are saying, do not listen to Donald Trump. But someone is putting someone is putting this stuff in his ear, someone is writing it, someone is telling him to say it because he doesn't know. Then he'll turn around, he'll go off script and start talking about himself. And it's not about him, it's about the people of this country. It's about uh, doing the right thing. It's about uh, following protocol to make sure that you stay home, stay safe until this thing is uh, over. If it's over, they're talking about like June to try to get this thing contained. But, you know, some people are saying August. A lot of people are going to have a lot of time to be hunkering down at home. Um, but this is a good time for employers who want to get rid of people, who've been wanting to get rid of a lot of people that they just couldn't do. But now they have a chance of getting rid of people um, because of this virus. This virus. This fucking virus, and I'm I am angry at it, folks. And um, yeah, I am angry at it. Here is Ashley Judd. This is the one. That's right. Okay. Thank you. Ashley Judd, stupid fucking slut. You can't sue someone for calling them a cunt. If you can't handle the internet, fuck off, whore. I wish Ashley Judd would die a horrible death. She is the absolute worst. Ashley Judd, you're the reason women shouldn't vote. Twisted is such a bad movie, I don't even want to rape it. Whatever you do, don't tell Ashley Judge she'll die alone with a dried-out vagina. If I had to fuck an older woman, oh my God, I would fuck the shit out of Ashley Judd. That bitch is hot AF. The unforgivable shit I would do to her. Online misogyny is a global gender rights tragedy, and it is imperative that it ends. And women's voices and our allies' voices are constrained in ways that are personally, economically, professionally, and politically damaged. And when we curb abuse, we will expand freedom. I am a Kentucky basketball fan, so on a fine March day last year, I was doing one of the things I do best. I was cheering for my Wildcats. The daffodils were blooming, but the referees were not blowing the whistle when I was telling them to. <laughs> Funny, they're very friendly to me before the opening tip, but they really ignore me during the game. Three of my players were bleeding, so I did the next best thing. I tweeted. It is routine for me to be treated in the ways I've already described to you. It happens to me every single day on social media platforms such as Twitter and Facebook. Since I joined Twitter in 2011, misogyny and misogynists have amply demonstrated they will dog my every step. My spirituality, my faith, being a hillbilly, I can say that, you can't, all of it is fair game. 
And I have responded to this with various strategies. I've tried engaging people. This one guy was sending me hyper-sexual, nasty stuff, and there was a girl in his avatar, and I wrote him back and said, is that your daughter? I feel a lot of fear that you may think about and talk to women this way. And he surprised me by saying, you know what, you're right, I apologize. Sometimes people want to be held accountable. This one guy was musing to I don't know who, that maybe I was the definition of a cunt. I was married to a Scot for 14 years, so I said, cunt means many different things in different countries. But I'm pretty sure you epitomize the global standard of a dick. I've tried to rise above it, I've tried to get in the trenches, but mostly I would scroll through these social media platforms with one eye partially closed, trying not to see it, but you can't make a cucumber out of a pickle. What is seen goes in, it's traumatic. And I was always secretly hoping in some part of me that what was being said to me and about me wasn't true. Because even I, an avowed, self-declared feminist, who worships at the altar of Gloria, <laughs> internalize the patriarchy. This is really critical. Patriarchy is not boys and men. It is a system in which we all participate, including me. On that particular day, for some reason, that particular tweet after the basketball game triggered something called a cyber mob, this vitriolic, global outpouring of the most heinous hate speech, death threats, rape threats. And don't you know, when I was sitting at home alone in my nightgown, I got a phone call, and it was my beloved former husband, and he said on a voicemail, loved one, what is happening to you is not okay. And there was something about him taking a stand for me that night that allowed me to take a stand for myself, and I started to write. I started to write about sharing the fact that I'm a survivor of all forms of sexual abuse, including three rapes, and the hate speech I get in response to that. These are just some of the comments posted to news outlets. Being told I'm a snitch is really fun. Thank you, Jesus. May your grace and mercy shine. So I wrote this feminist op-ed. It is entitled, Forget Your Teen. It is your online gender violence toward girls and women that can kiss my righteous ass. <laughs> and I did that alone, and I published it alone, because my chief advisor said, please don't. The reign of retaliatory garbage that is inevitable, I fear for you but I trust girls, and I trust women, and I trust our allies. It was published, it went viral, it proves that every single day, online misogyny is a phenomenon endured by us all, all over the world, and when it is intersectional, it is worse. Sexual orientation, gender identity, race, ethnicity, religion, you name it, it amplifies the violence endured by girls and women, and for our younger girls, it is worse. It's clearly traumatizing. Our mental health, our emotional well-being are so gravely affected because the threat of violence is experienced neurobiologically as violence. The cortisol shoots up, the limbic system gets fired, we lose productivity at work. And let's talk about work. 
our ability to work is constrained. Online searches of women applying for jobs reveal nude pictures of them, false allegations they have STDs, their addresses indicating that they are available for sex. With real examples of people showing up at this house for said sex. Our ability to go to school is impaired. 96% of all postings of sexual images in our young people all right, back to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Coronavirus cases in the United States soared to 7,500. Officials say the health care system might not be equipped for what's next if people don't heed warnings. I would say, from my observation, just from today, I think some people are heeding uh, the warnings. The warnings, you know, undetected infections may have driven rapid dissemination of coronavirus. And some people are calling uh, Trump racist, uh, maliciously racist for using the use of Chinese virus. Some are saying that the virus started in China. Oh, this guy is. Hmm, we know all about the people who die in the United States from coronavirus. Wow, this is just... Mm, mm, mm. And Trump says that coronavirus makes him a wartime president. This is the problem, folks. It's all about Donald Trump. It's all about him. Everything is about him. The other day he said that he would, he, actually he had given himself a 10 for the job. He's given himself a 10. The hell with what we're going to give him, the voting public, the, you know, the, the Americans, he's going to give himself. He's done this several times, giving himself um, a score, a high score, a great score. When he done fucked up so much, but he gives himself a really great score, and it's just phenomenal how this dumbass man thinks he's so smart. And if he's doing anything on the coronavirus, it's because he was compelled to do something by the American people, or they was gonna wipe his ass out. As a matter of fact, it doesn't matter. He's gonna be. He's gonna lose this. He's gonna lose this. So he's trying to pay us, give us all money. You know, yeah, I'll take it, but I'll still vote, vote blue. You know, so uh, the bottom line, pay attention to the, these warnings and these people who are talking in your state, your governors, your mayors, more so than the president of the United States. Pay attention to people with who are smart, intelligent, who are experts, who are scientists, who know a thing or two. Trump thinks he knows everything and he does not. What he knows how to do is lie. That's what Trump knows how to do. And I'm hoping I'm not sounding like I'm in a vacuum. If I am, uh, we're going to have to uh, make some changes here. But it, it's, it is, if I can go off on another subject, it's more freely not to have earphones hanging from my ear and a microphone 
in front of my face. Right now, folks, I'm just it's just me and this computer. No wires, no nothing, and that may give it a different kind of a sound. It may give it an echoey sound, or I'm sounding like I'm in a vacuum or on a speakerphone or something like that. No. Um, but anyway, it, no matter what I'm talking about, it always goes back to the coronavirus. And people are saying Trump is, uh, he's, he has changed, his, his, uh, excuse me, his tone has changed. His rhetoric has changed today. But we don't know what he's going to sound like tomorrow. He's just going to ad lib it tomorrow and just be himself. And, and he's going to say what he didn't say. And he's going to play it off like it's nothing. Some people saying Trump has got, it, got the virus. But we'll never know for the truth. Because if he is, he's not going to admit it. If he doesn't, he's going to say he doesn't when he has it. And he's going to get the doctors to lie for him. I, I do think in some form or another, there is something wrong with this man. I think there is something wrong with Donald Trump. I mean, he's just not walking around being a bill of health at 74. We know he's a narcissist. There's no doubt about it. He has no empathy. We know that. But there is something medically wrong with this guy. And not just medically, but physically maybe. Um, intellectually, we know that that there's something intellectually wrong. But something medically is wrong with him too. And he's hiding from all of us. I mean, you, you can look at Donald Trump at sometimes when he's talking or giving a speech. This man is sick. I mean, he's got over that pile of shit on his head. He's bandaged. There's bandages there. Why don't we know something about that? I don't know. I just feel something is wrong with it. But anyway, uh, we could, we go back to this coronavirus uh, uh, thing, and we know that famous people have uh, have been infected. Famous people have, whether it's movie stars, TV stars, or politicians, some of these people have been affected. It's all over the news that people are these people are being affected, not just old people or people with nothing, but Everybody is being affected. And people have to open their minds up and just say, hey, wow, this thing is real. I can't dodge it anymore. I can't hide my face. Stick, stick, I can't stick my face down and say it anymore. This is some real shit. Analysts, no, Donald Trump cannot cancel the 2020 general election over the uh, virus. If he could cancel a 2020 election, general election, he would. He he would, but he can't do it. Uh, even if uh, his goons and his thugs try to figure out a way to cancel the election, the 2020, the November 3rd election, 2020, it won't happen. They would love to do that. Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump to stop us from voting in the 2020 election. They would love Anyway, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. I'm having a great time, but not much of a great time 
knowing that people are out of work because of this and people who are at work are working their butts off trying to contain this thing and some of the health care workers are uh, are trying to uh, deal with this virus from other people making sure that they themselves don't get the virus uh, the thing and uh, some of the healthcare workers have been laid off just like anybody else have been told to stay home. Some of them, the essential ones, uh, actually have to show up to work. And then people are working from home, and then people are not working at all. So this is going to, this coronavirus is going to change some of the dynamics of things. It's going to change how we do things. You may have more people now working at home than ever before. It just happened. I mean, college, junior college, college, universities, some of these places are closed down. And, you know, the new word now, folks, is social distancing, distancing yourself, distancing yourself from other people. And that's what a lot of these uh, schools are calling. Even at the library, you, gotta, you know, if you're going to use a computer at the library, make sure you sit a few chairs down from the next person beside you. Uh, this is changing. This is changing uh, a lot of the dynamics of what's going on. And it may, even if this virus becomes contained after a few weeks or a few months, a lot of the things that people are doing now, it's going to stay in place. A lot of the people who are told to stay home going to have to stay home permanently losing their jobs because some like I said before on the show some um, some people some employers uh, who've been wanting to get rid of uh, some workers they have a great chance of doing it now if 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 an employee if a supervisor or a manager did not like a low-level employee uh, and they had not found a way to get rid of that employee because of unions or whatever, they have a chance now of getting rid of that person. And they have a good excuse excuse to back it up. And most people are going to see it as, hey, wow, well, okay, pretty good. Uh, even the unions won't be able to get these people back rehired. So this is bad for the economy. This is bad for the economy. This is bad for everything. Um, so many things are happening turning around now, it, 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 it's unreal. The economy is in the tank. We are in a recession. A recession. I believe Trump called it a recession. That's, that's probably one of the things he got right about all of this. It's a recession. I don't think it's going to go far down to be called a depression. Right now, it's a recession. I mean, because we're not standing outside in, in a long line waiting a, waiting for a bowl of soup. So it's a recession. But anyway, it's bad. The economy is in a downfall. People aren't going to stores. People aren't buying anything. They're holding on to their cash. They're holding on to their savings. Uh, they're holding on to everything. They're holding that. They're hoarding the stores, stocking up. 
But the good thing, gas is down. <laughs> Gasoline is down. That is very good. But everything else is just all right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on the on Block Talk Radio. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on the air. We're back, we're back, we're back. So, folks, I'm gonna tell you there may be some cracking up, some, but don't worry about it. You know, it, it's it's maybe the computer. It may not be the computer. It may be something in the in the uh, platform. We don't know. But, you know, we're going to go through the show and look at it and find out uh, what really is going on. I have a lot of clips up here. Gone, I have to <laughs> get rid of and delete because they're from years ago. Anyway, we'll be right back. We're going to leave you with a, on this break, we're going to leave you with a musical break.
President Day was out. Good that he came out to talk, but he falsely blamed the Democrats for his administration's uh, family separation practice. Today he said that the Democrats forced that law upon our nation. That is just a lie. He is the president. He has the power to stop this practice. So why continue this lie instead of just fixing it? Well, I think he does want it fixed with comprehensive immigration reform. But I think the important point here is, uh, look, it's a tragedy. Absolutely. And, you know, here we are on Father's Day weekend, right? It's a tragedy when children are separated from their parents. But the tragedy is because of the actions of the parents. Uh, In this country, take immigration out of it. In this country, if you decide to break into someone's home. Can you just please just be courteous enough and respectful enough? To answer my question directly, I ask you a very simple I'm and direct it. question. If you, but if, if you can if go on and spin, decision, hang on. Can you just answer I'm my question? I'm not spinning. If they make I a asked decision, you, I asked you, and in your first, in the first part of the response to your answer, can you answer my question directly? Then you can back into spinning. I know that's why you're here. But I asked you why the president no. continues to lie about this instead of fixing this practice and blaming it on someone else, where there okay. is no blame there. The president so directly, wants to fix it. He ought. All right. The president wants to fix it, and he offered an incredibly so why reasonable does he continue compromise. Why does he say that it's the Democrats? Refused. He he because the Democrats would not, not come the to Democrats the table when law. he said he to said them specifically today. He said, "I hate the children being taken away. The Democrats have to change their law. That's their law. That is a lie. Please address." Me directly. No, it, Why does he continue? It's not a lie. To, it's yes, not it lie. is it's a lie. It's not a law, though. It's, a, it's not a it's law. It's an American law, but it's, it's not, not a, a law. It's not a law, Steve. Well, it's, it's not a law. It's permissible by law. It's it, certainly it is permissible a by law, Don. It's a practice, it is, but it's not a law. It is fine. It is a practice. Okay. It is so, a practice, and it's yeah. a practice. And that Republicans was, rule the House, and they rule the Senate, and there is a Republican White House. So why does he continue to lie and say that it's a Democrat law? It is not. Okay. Look, you can continue to call him a liar, or we can talk about how do we actually I'm telling solve the truth. He is a li- and I agree it's a crisis. But I'm asking you to answer the question directly, the and you won't answer the question directly. And every single person I've seen come on television today, whether it was on this network or another network, someone asks them directly about this lie that the president is saying, and they, will, they just spin, and they won't answer the question. I'm asking you a very simple question. All you have to do I, is say, I don't know why he continues to lie, or you'll have to ask no, him why he continues I'm not to lie. But that, that's I, I, all you have to say, but you won't do it. I would because say, ask the Democrats, no. That has nothing to do with the Democrats. The Democrats are not in charge. They're not in no, charge. In the, no, but you know, They're in you the know minority. That we don't have 60 votes in the Senate. We don't have 60 votes in the Senate. The president you know that. So they matter. We need Democrat votes. Right now, if he wants to, okay. he interprets. And if he did, what, by the what, way, what, what would he encourage? Out he would not. encourage more people showing up with their children. And if you decide to commit a Steve, crime, I really and want to be respectful of you, and I want to talk, and I want to hear your side. But I think you're being incredibly disrespectful when you come on, and I ask you a very simple, direct question that's so easy to answer, and you sit here and you spin and you lie to my face. That is disrespectful. I'm, I know people I'm spinning, are. And yes, I'm you not are. Lying. I know people out there are saying, oh, "Why won't you let no, him talk?" Because I think when you come on this network, you have the opportunity to speak to the American people directly. And if you are not right. honest in your answers, then you are doing a disservice to the people who Wait, are what watching. What have I said that's dishonest? So I what have ask I said you that's why the president continues to lie and say that this is a democratic law when it is not a law and it was I, not done by know, the look, Democrats. I don't know why it is he not calls the it a same democratic practice. law. It is not the same practice as other administrations. So please oh, answer correct, and I'll let correct. you speak. It's now. not. So no, go and on. That, so answer that, my question. Why does he continue to lie? Same. And why won't he fix it? 
I, look, I don't know why he calls it a democratic law. I don't know why he says that, okay? I Thank don't. you for answering. Uh, so I'm answering your question very directly there. Yeah. Now, uh, to, to the question of, though, has this been, is this a new practice? It absolutely is. And the president, by the way, ran on, this was his signature issue of his 2016 campaign was getting tough on the border, tough on illegal immigration within our country, and tough on the border. So no one should be shocked or appalled or surprised that he's following through on that foundational promise of his 2016 campaign. So is he being tougher? <clears throat> Absolutely he can is I, I within the parameters of the law. I'd like, like to just, just to say a, a few things here. Um, there's no such thing as a Democrat law. Uh, laws are passed by the U.S. Congress. Uh, on, yeah, I don't know why he said that. So, so, so that that's really, really uh, unfortunate that he he just won't take responsibility for his change of practice. In other words, he's not courageous enough to say what you just said. What you just said is awful, but at least it's true. This is my attempt to hurt children and thereby send a political no. message. He, now you're willing to acknowledge American that. children, Don. No, hey, Don. Oh, that was Van. That was Van. That's not me. That was Van. Uh, now it's Van. You, can, you can't <laughs> see it. Van, do American children matter? Uh, I mean, well, do, it, do, do we get the right to say who's in, allowed to be invited into our home? Hey, let, or let me, can let anybody let me break something. and enter into the United States this of America? This is a very important that, question that, for uh, conservatives. And, and I, I want, if you just give me a second, I, I would like to speak to you as a conservative. Um, Quick, Van, I'm going to get the break. We'll come back. And then we'll come back. Listen, uh, it, it's a question of values and character. In pursuit of even a noble goal, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to torture people? Are you willing to hurt children? The goal, I'll give it to you, you know, having a secure border, maybe that's a noble goal. But that's not the question. The question is, what are you willing to do? And if you're willing to torture, are you willing to murder, are you willing to hurt children, then you have a Wait, different section, a different set of moral questions to answer. We'll talk about it. Stand by, both of you. I've got to get to the break. We'll continue on the other side. We'll be right back. So Van and Steve are now back with me. So let's continue this conversation. So uh, Steve Van was saying, what are, you, what are you willing to do in pursuit of a policy? These are his words, and I think he's right. You can you can have a secure border, but you don't have to scar children. So go on. Right. Uh, agreed. And by the way, these children, uh, contrary to what uh, Brian Karam said when he grandstanded in the White House briefing room, they're not <laughs> being thrown into cages. They're actually being put into very humane, hospitable places with education and sports and good food and all that sort of thing. Why do you it's still that? a tragedy that they're being removed from their parents. But they're being removed from their parents because of the actions of their parents. If you decide on your own that you can break our immigration laws and just show up at our country without permission, mm -hmm. you are subject to prosecution. And can when I you're subject something to prosecution about that? for anything anywhere in the world, you get separated from your children. And that's a tragedy for the child because they didn't have a choice in it. First of all, let me just say a couple of things. Um, I assume that as a conservative, you are pro-life, anti-abortion. Is that correct? Yes, you are. And so uh, when somebody says, look, I want to have an abortion, uh, you would say, listen, uh, you don't hurt that child in the womb uh, because of the choices of the parents. You weren't, you weren't careful enough, something happened. Uh, you would say uh, you protect children even when their parents make dumb decisions. Is that correct? Uh Yes, but the, this okay, is so a false comparison. Why would because, you apply no, that but to hold the border? On. No, if no, no, someone's convicted no, no, of a crime, I, I, I'm trying to talk to you as a conservative. Why won't you protect children man, at the border, even if their parents country, made bad decisions? Say, even if their parents made okay, bad decisions, why won't you, you protect the children? Why? And, and uh, come on, do uh, we separate uh, criminal parents from their children yes, in this country? We, yes, yes, we do. Yes, yes we do. But Every single you guys day. Have been saying this for and a week, and the reason it's the not working, the reason it's not working, is because other administrations looking at the same families said all of these families aren't criminal. All of these people don't have to be prosecuted as criminals. And what they did is they wisely made a choice. Very few were charged criminally. Others were detained. 
This president now says every single person is going to be charged criminally. And okay, that is a choice. What is your answer? Open border? Is no, that your see, answer? And Anyone we come are. in? If a family shows up, they're in? This is, this is, I mean, this is, is that a, your answer? This is because the tactic too, of a demagogue. You either no, say... No, no, no. You're demagoguing. Yes, yes, by you're the way, black and brown Americans have suffered more than anyone from uh, illegal immigration. Our community has suffered the most do what from to tolerating children. illegal immigration and for decades. Do so what, what should we do? To babies. Get serious about therefore, enforcement and do build what? a wall. To breastfeeding babies. Therefore, do what? Oh, that did not happen. That's, yes. a, that's a canard. That did it's, not happen. It's reported multiple times. Therefore, do what? Yeah, to it, breastfeeding it's been reported babies. multiple times by irreputable people. You can't answer the question because you know and I know that it is despicable and inhumane to, to scar children for life for the, the transgress, transgressions of their parents, and it's a choice. We can secure the border without scarring children. Danny, we can put secure up the, daily the border news, without Wait, hurting babies, and news. you know it, and I know it. Okay, so, so do, can you see this picture? No.
to the George Wilder Jr. show. Uh, <clears throat> they're still talking about the virus, and we're still talking about the virus. We're just learning now that a lawmaker tests, another lawmaker tests positive for the virus. And, you know, this is serious. This is, this is all the way, going all the way to Washington. This is very serious. And um, people on Facebook, they're giving their, you know, two cents or three cents or whatever on this thing. And it's, 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 it's the talk of the town. It's not the talk of the world. Uh, okay. Um, New York stops collection of student loan debt. That's the thing. <laughs> I'm hoping Illinois does that because my son has a debt out of this world. And, and who's going to pay it? Who has to pay it? Yours truly. But that would really, really put a, take a strain off me. If they if they cancel student loans debt like they just did in New York, beautiful. Let's see. Let's uh, read a little bit about what happened because I'm curious. Okay, New York stops collection of student loan debt. Beautiful. Uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said he's halting collection of student loan debt. Here's what you need to know: student loans effective immediately. Cuomo and New York Attorney. Uh, Lee Tia James, if I'm, if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, say that the New York State will temporarily halt the collection of student loan debt owed to the state of New York and referred to the office and referred to the Office of Attorney General for collection. The halt, which will last until at least uh, April 15, 2020. Uh, also will include collection of medical debt is intended to provide financial relief for families who are impacted by the coronavirus. There's not one family, I believe, in the United States is, that is not impacted by this. As the law, <clears throat> excuse me, as the financial impact on this emerging crisis grows, we are doing everything uh, we can to support the thousands of New Yorkers that are suffering due to the, the disruption caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, everybody is now saying it's a pandemic. A pandemic. I, I think Trump came to his senses. Somebody had him come to his senses and start calling it a pandemic. I'm, I'm calling it an epidemic. I think it's both, though. But um, this action, this new action to temporarily suspend collections, collection debt old to the state will help mitigate and advance financial mitigate the curse, excuse me, financial impact of the outbreak on individuals, families, communities, and businesses in the state of New York. They might be implementing something similar to that in the state of Illinois. Um, uh, and that's a great thing. If you can eliminate they, el eliminate student loan debt, because that's that's one of the problems in this country that is uh, hurting students. Okay, that, that's wonderful. That's, that's wonderful. And uh, I, I tell you, this coronavirus is just upending everything. GOP senators suggest calling Trump's bailout freedom payment to make them sound better. It doesn't cost. I mean, these payments that they're about to shell out to everybody in the United States, 
should not be called freedom payments. That's not a it's stimulus. That's what it is. Call it a stimulus, not freedom payments. These knuckleheads, uh, Trump included, they don't know what the fuck they're trying to do. They're trying to they act as though they're acting as if the money is coming out of their pockets. The money that they're going to give to people, $1,000, $2,000, whatever, uh, it's not coming out of their pocket. That's our money any fucking way. But freedom payment. Give me a break. These clowns, these idiots on Trump's side are just, they just make things so much worse. What I'm thinking is they're trying to say, we're going to give you this money, so vote for us. That's my thing freedom payments. Freedom from what? The coronavirus? Give me a break. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. I just got, this just ran across my computer screen. Uh, GOP senator suggests calling Trump's bailout. It's not a fucking Trump bailout. That's our money. Freedom payments. As if he's, it's coming out of his pocket and the Republicans' pocket. Ah, there's always something new coming out out of this White House that pisses you off, you know. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. Folks, stay safe, stay, stay, stay great, stay wonderful, stay beautiful. Take this virus seriously. Stay off the streets as much as you can. Stay away from places where people are ten or more people are gathering. If if you if you have to go somewhere where people are gathering, keep your distance. Um, try not to touch people, try not to let people breathe on you, because that's how things can happen too. A lot of a lot of sick people will get up and go to work. A lot of sick people will get in their cars and drive. A lot of sick people will get on a train. Uh, a lot of sick people will board the buses, going to work or going to the store, and all of a sudden somebody breathes on, breathes on someone and you got it. They're saying it's similar to the flu. They're saying that this is similar to the flu, and the flu um, has killed more people. If you think about it, the flu has killed more people than the coronavirus, the flu itself. But yet we didn't have any uh, hysteria like this. I mean, this is really, and I admit some people are stupid, but uh, some people make it more out of this than what it is. I admit it. But still in all, protect yourself. Be cautious. Listen to your leadership uh, of your state, your city, your town, more so than what's coming out of the White House. Because these people are thinking about the election. They, you know, this is this, and they're making outrageous statements, and they're lying. So uh, people should listen to their governors, their mayors, their elected state Representatives, uh, they're aldermen. If they're aldermen, know anything, listen, you know. Uh, but try not to pay too much attention to Donald Trump and his goons from the White House. If you want to listen to him, that's up to you. But I would say listen to people who know, like health experts, scientists, people who have gone through this stuff before, not Trump. Remember Trump telling everybody that he knew everything, that everything was <laughs> everything was 
Uh, I mean, I remember one time he was uh, on the Chicago crime. He said he was going to, when he becomes president, he's going to stop all the crime in the city of Chicago. He said he knew how to stop. He said he had ideas. He didn't know shit. He just, he was, he just wanted, he just wanted to get your vote. He'll lie to get your vote. But I can tell you this, no matter how much Donald Trump cheats, no matter how much the Republicans cheat in 2020, people are so upset at him. People hate his guts. People don't like him. He can cheat all the fuck he wants, but it's going to be too overwhelming at at the ballot box. They're going to vote his ass out in the street. And some people are saying, well, Trump may not want to leave the White House. If he doesn't want to leave the White House, drag his ass out to the curb and call SWAT. They'll get him out of here. Uh, once again, this is the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Um, it's great to be back, folks. I enjoy a good time. I just think that my computer may need uh, some more RAM or some more memory or something to keep it from cracking and all that kind of thing. In this day and age, to have a computer and to be working at home and getting paid is a blessing. Because a lot of the employers now are telling people stay home, work at home. But that's only if you're uh, working in an office or something. You have an office or a desk or something where you can either go in and do your work or you can stay home and do it. Some people, now there's jobs out there where you can't stay home and work, like being a police officer, security officer, public safety officer, construction worker. <laughs> there's a lot of jobs you cannot do working at home. You have to be out and about. And that's where I go back to that social distancing because they're doing it at libraries. They're doing it at uh, a few colleges and universities that are still uh, allowing students in, but at a limited rate. Yeah, that social distancing is something. It means keep a fair distance from each other if you have to go out and like to work or the library or maybe the clinic or the hospital. I can I can uh, uh, imagine and seeing the nurses uh, in their garb, you know, taking care of people who have been infected. They try not to. They're trying not to get infected, and they're saying that the people who are most likely to get infected with this virus are older people. Older people, teenagers, young people, but people maybe I think fifty, fifty and older, something like that. Fifty, fifty-five and older, especially seventy, eighty, and ninety. These people are. Totally, totally vulnerable to this thing. So that's why a lot of of these uh, senior centers are closed. Because, you know, the seniors are really, really vulnerable in getting this. So a lot of people are upset they can't go out and be with their friends at the senior center. But it's a good thing. And I really don't know when or how this this thing is going to end, but we know it's not contained. I think uh, staying by staying home, um, just staying at home, 
uh, will stop this from spreading. Some people have to work, uh, keep the country going, keep the economy going, even though the, the economy, in my estimation, from, what, from where I sit, is in the tank. Uh, people are still out buying, but they're not out buying like they normally are. I mean, because I went downtown this morning and it was like a ghost town. I said, I, I, I looked all around. I was just, I was just so mesmerized of how little people there were in the loop. This is a place that just busts out with crowds, busts out with shopping, crashing all over the place. You can hardly move morning, it was nothing. I was going to the bank, and I found out that the bank was closed. I looked across the street to City Hall. It was closed. Looked back over to the state of Illinois. It was closed. <laughs> Mom and Pop schools were closed. The, the uh, subway was still running, and there were people out in the cars. That, in their cars, and some people have to be at work, so they have to get to work by the bus or train or vehicles and, and think about it, like I said at the beginning of the show, the thing about it is that gas has dropped. The price of gas has dropped. Um, but everything else has just gone to fuck. I mean, you know, it, it's just uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's just unbelievable that Sometimes, folks, it leaves me breathless. It leaves me breathless. We'll be right back.
the air. We're proud to be back, folks. I'm the producer. I'm the director. I'm everything here. Uh, they just Block Talk Radio just gives me the uh, platform to do my show from, and we're going to be on um, the show. We're going to be doing the show uh, all the way until up until next week until we have to book the show again, and we're going to be looking for guests to be on the show. Uh, we gonna, the platform is going to be um, like before uh, talking about. Uh, Anything and everything, basically your book or whatever, your, whatever you have that you want to talk talk about and get out to the world. And for this uh, virus, people are still talking about it. People are still being warned what to do and where to go and where not to go. Social distancing. I guess that's going to be part of the vocabulary now. Social distancing. <laughs> stay away from the, Stay away from people who are sick. But it's, it's all, it always amazes me that people who are sick get up and go to work and and get everybody else sick that's at work with them. Uh, people get up and go to work. And you, you see them on the, on the highways. You see them on the public system, public trans, uh, transit, uh, subway trains. Walking, I mean, people uh, people go to work sick, and that should never, ever happen. Do not go to work sick, but people are people afraid, and I admit people are stupid. They've been stupid for a long time, but try to use some common sense. Do not go to work sick. Uh, yeah, you got you. Well, I understand your bills need to be paid, but think of the other people. Think of your coworkers. You're gonna get them sick. There are times when I I would get on the subway train and I would come. <laughs> I get on the subway train and I would get off the subway train sick as a dog. Those people are breathing in your face. They're talking, and the thing about it, they know they're sick. And they know that they're going to infect you with their sickness. Work anyway. They get on the trains anyway. They get on the buses. They get in their cars. They walk to work. Because a lot of people, you know, uh, work is, you know, is in the area, in their community. And they affect every fucking And sometimes, if you think about it, sometimes people infect other people with sickness or a virus, they do it on purpose. They walk out that door saying, I'm going to give 10 people my sickness, and it happens. People people learn that way. They know they're sick, so they're going to go out and give that shit to somebody else. Breathe on somebody, touch somebody, and you're sick. Call the ambulance for you. Uh, but this coronavirus is, is, is not only affecting people, it's affecting the economy, it's affecting the way that we are, it, it, basically it's affecting our lives. This is affecting our lives. It's upending our lives. We are in a recession. The economy is on its way down. The stock markets 
are just falling fucking flat. If you have any investments or 1K, I know you're pissed off. You're pissed off. You just about lost everything or you have lost everything. And people are panicking, still panicking on this kind of thing. So uh, we're going to uh, be back on the show tomorrow, folks. Uh, we're going to end it now. Uh, I'm going to go back and gather as much information as I can, as I can and come back and just do this thing again. Um, talk about the coronavirus and how we can keep ourselves safe and it's just sometimes it leaves me speechless how things have changed because of this and how things will change. I'm a published writer. I'm a, I write books. I write stories, as you probably know. I'm also a screenwriter. Uh, I dabble in and out of Hollywood. But there's nothing more important than this virus. Selling a book, selling a screenplay, uh, writing dozens of more short stories, essays, whatever, is not as important as me. Going to work every day, doing my job is not as important as keeping myself safe, keeping yourself safe. Coherent people who t- gives you warnings about the uh, coronavirus. Listen to your doctor, listen to experts, listen to people in the know. Not Donald Trump. Okay? They want to send out two checks for every American. Let them do that. But don't forget to vote blue. Get their asses up out of there. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and I can't wait to be back, folks. I hope someone's listening, <laughs> because I haven't been on the show too long, so you always want something. Whether you listen now or listen later, as long as you listen to the George Wilder Jr. Show. There's a thousand podcasts out there. I'm just one of them, but I think I'm one of the best. Uh, well, everybody say that about their podcast. Well, I'm not everybody. Okay, folks, we're going to leave you with thanks for listening. Uh, Have a great day wherever you are in the world. Um, And stay safe. Stay away from this virus if you can. All right, we we will be back tomorrow. Have a good evening. Have a good day. Have a good... Have a good everything. Bye-bye, people.
Hatred from the mighty and the mighty from the small. 